What up, my people? It's Chocolumpia of Chocolumpia Lessons. Welcome to episode 19. Woo! I hope you guys are having a happy Friday. And um, today's episode is going to have a lot of a lot of stuff in it. And I'm going to try to keep it under an hour just because I, I feel like that's usually what I've been doing. Um, but I wanted to start off with a song like I have been. And this song kind of ties everything that I'm talking about today together. Um, also, you'll probably hear there's a little bit more background noise today. My 14-year-old dog likes to look out the door and sit in front of it. So um, life is short, you know? So I'm going to keep that door open for her so that she can look outside while I record this podcast, which she has no interest in. And I don't blame her. <laughs> so uh, sorry about the extra noise, but I think you guys will be all right. Here is the song. Um, I'll just play it for you. Actually, let me let me introduce it, because otherwise it's not going to make sense, especially if you weren't a fan growing up. So um, music for me has always been a huge part of my life, and I feel like it was a lot of... Um, It was a lot of memories as a child and also acted as a a form of therapy for me. Uh, And that's where the reaction of dance came from. So dance happened first because that's what I was introduced to at the age of two. And then through dance and having to dance to music most of the time, right? Um, My love for music became also a therapy. So those two things for me have always been very huge. And um, growing up, lots of artists that I listened to, I just became diehard fans of and bought every album and listened to everything and hoped to one day when I was an adult be able to see them live. Um, I never got the chance to see this particular group as a group together, but I did get to see a couple of the DJs separately when they actually broke up years later. But um so this this group is called Delight, and they were big in the 90s, I believe, early 90s. And I just remember, I remember, I guess I was watching MTV as a kid too, but I remember one day turning MTV on and there was this girl with red hair and she was pale and she was very 70s. Like her outfit was retro, but she was super cute and she looked like a model and she danced and she sang and she was bubbly and fun. And she was also, and I didn't know this when I was little, but as I grew up, she was also incorporating politics into her music and important issues in the world. And I thought that that was what a cool way to share something that you love by tying it together also with things that are important and not just being like here's a song that's fun which is great too but also I feel like if you have a platform you should be using it to help people you should be using it to help people get better you should be using it to educate people something not just be and I talked about this last episode don't just be a pretty face that's like hey guys here's a cute selfie of me sure that might help someone (laughs) somewhere (laughs) But also, like, let's have some fucking substance. You know what I mean? 
Let's have some substance behind it. Let's have some substance behind stuff that's on social media so that we're not just looking at 457,000 different versions of the same fucking selfie. You know what I'm saying? So, um, anyway, sorry, I kind of went off on a tangent on that one, but this music was fun and it was upbeat and um, it also taught you things, but you didn't realize you were learning because it was just good music. And some people will argue that it's not good music. I don't fucking care. To me, it was good music. Okay. And that's how I feel about it. And I love it because it also shared messages. Um, So I'm going to play you one of her older songs on, I think it might've been like their third album. Okay, here we go. This is Delight. It's called Good Beat. Okay, so you get the point on that song. She's talking about having a free mind and, you know, um, there's a part later, the chorus is kind of like the bridge. She says, everything will be all right. And it's just um, the positive messages in the song. You know, not all of them are like that, but, uh, you know, this is the group that did Groove is in the Heart. Um, They also did... um, Vote Baby Vote, which I don't think is on here, but you can you can YouTube that. There's so many. It's just like all the songs are just feel good. And they also talk about just chilling the fuck out and enjoying life. Here's one. This is called Power of Love. This is also a really great one for what's going on right now. Okay, so yeah, I have been obsessed with Lady Miss Kier, that's the lead singer of uh, Delight, for years because she's just a powerhouse. She's a DJ also, and years, years, years ago, um, when I first befriended her on MySpace, oh my god, that's (laughs) that's so old. If you guys don't know what MySpace is, you need to Google it, but... um, she had reached out to me and had invited me to perform for her in New York and I was just so uh, excited like 
that was like if I had known as a seven year old kid that that would have happened um I like I would have lost my shit but anyways so delight feel good music with a message and um I've been thinking about delight a lot recently because of the show pose that just started now if you don't know what pose is it's on fx and it's a show that's based on the early 80s and the ballroom scene the ball scene not ballroom i'm I'm sorry ball scene um if you've never seen paris is burning you need to go onto netflix and watch that so that you can educate yourself (laughs) and then watch pose because um I'm just happy that it's being talked about. I'm, be, I'm happy that one, um, amazing choreographers of today are a part of it to bring it to more of a mainstream so that people who don't know about this scene or about uh, the, the life of the people from the movie or the documentary Paris is Burning, it's important the culture of it and I'm just glad that it's out there now I'm glad that and I know it's it's silly because it's been years and it's just now finally coming to the surface for for mainstream I'm talking about the people who are in the scene obviously already know about it and have been in it and that culture is very underground still Um, but I'm hoping that it's you know this will help it come to the forefront more um so in watching the first episode, I'm not, this is not a spoiler alert or anything. I just, it reminded me of when I was little and when I first, I guess, became exposed to um, homosexual, homosexuality and cross-dressing. And um, my parents were so open about everything with me. And um, the the one thing that I do really appreciate their way of going about with me as a kid was introducing what being gay was or what homosexuality was to me and I remember watching Boy George so again here's MTV right I think music was just always a big thing in my family but Boy George was on and I remember thinking this looks like a guy but he his face is beat for the gods like he's beautiful right like one day I wish I could do my makeup as good as Boy George did in the 80s and even now his makeup is still beat but um I remember asking my dad and I was like what so like what's happening here like this is a guy but he's wearing makeup you know and um, obviously this is not how the dialogue went because I was probably six. <laughs> but uh, my dad goes, oh, yeah, well, you know, um, sometimes guys wear ladies' makeup. And sometimes guys dress like girls. And sometimes guys are in love with other guys. And that's cool. And I remember thinking, okay. And that was it. It wasn't a big deal. It wasn't confusing. It wasn't like, you know, that was it. And it was cool and cool. End of story. And I wish that that was the way it went for a lot of people. Um, and I know that it's not. And in watching the first episode of Pose, it reminded me that that's not how everyone is exposed. And it makes me really sad that there are people out there who decide to have children and 
don't go into it already being accepting of what their child could be or grow up to be or how they're how they're going to act or whatever I think you should only have kids you should only have kids if you are going to be completely in love with them no matter what if they come out green you love them to death if they come out loving the same sex you love them to death if they come out wanting to wear their clothes upside down or backwards you love them to death. like who cares I don't understand and that's why I I I don't know I, I'm trying to not go too far off into a tangent because I want to stay focused on what my initial focuses are for this actual episode but I feel like that should be a huge check mark if you're going to be a parent it should also be if you are no longer with the person that you're with are you going to love it 100% still being a parent and if not then please don't because that child that you are raising needs the love from you it needs the love from the other parent and even if that's separated it fully needs the love of at least one <laughs> my god like don't be forced into or not with the child having um i just think it's really important to think about it it's such a huge thing and people just kind of go oh well yeah cool and that's not the way it should go um pause for one moment okay sorry and I'm not editing that out because because uh, I don't feel like it. So <laughs> I just had to check. I just got a delivery from FedEx. Shout out to FedEx for um, getting my orders right lately. Anyway, online shopping is amazing, you know? Okay, so let me get back to where I was saying. Um, parents, before you become one, please think about it. That's it. Simple. Okay, so... Um, <laughs> I recently recently and I don't usually do this but I was tagging a friend in a post about pose and then I had so what I had mentioned was I said hey I'm so excited about the show have you seen this yet and I'm reading all the comments and everybody's lit up about how you know well so and so is not the creator of um of whacking and voguing so why are they using them for the choreography why don't they use dancers that are actually from the scene blah 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 blah. I get it I get that. If you're from that culture, that scene, you want the people who are who are big in it or pioneers of it to get recognition, of course. But you can't yell at people who don't know about that culture for getting it wrong. Educate them. Share the information. Um so then I had this I had this old queen and I can you know, listen. I was basically raised by queens, okay? And old school queen. Old school? I added like a T and a, an S in it. Old school queens, okay? So, um, my ability to clap back and to read people is very quick because I was <laughs> basically had like a second family of of queens. And I love them to death. And that's kind of how that 
part of me became what it is. Um, and I take the show to heart and I take the culture to heart because I have a lot of friends who are homosexual. I have friends who are transgendered. I have friends who are gay, lesbian, bi, queer, all of it. Okay, so um, I take it to heart when when shows like this or you know topics like this come up because i i think of my people that i love very much that are in that world and um i've lost several friends to aids and that is big Okay. So this person on whoa, <laughs> choked up for a second. All right, let me get it together. This person on Facebook <laughs> decided to try to read me on my comment about people getting mad about the whole scene right and um it was funny and it, whatever it didn't end up being beef but it just made me laugh because he was trying to be like well nobody's mad and I was like well honey read the comments everybody's mad here everybody's mad that you know that the people who are pioneers aren't being listed and I get it but the show just started okay give it a chance to educate people and tell people about it before you start like just knocking it because the people that are big in the industry right now and have been actually are the ones that are being featured and choreographing for the actual show at least here's the important part at least it's out there now at least people are talking about it at least people who have never heard of the culture or seen it before are able to watch the show and get educated on it at least you know Timothy, who lives in Arkansas, can watch the show and go, oh shit, all this time I've been making my own clothes because I don't feel like I connect to anyone here, and I can watch the show and feel like I have people, and now I can leave fucking Arkansas, no hate or shade towards Arkansas, but, um, you know, I just don't assume that there's very much ball culture there, um, I can get the fuck out of here and go somewhere where I can do all of this stuff. You know what I'm saying? So I don't get people getting mad about things being... I mean, I understand you want the history and the info to be correct, right? But also, I think what's most important, especially right now in today's culture, is to educate first and to let people know about the culture so that they can get more information. So, um, yeah, it just, it made me laugh that, first of all, if you're on Facebook and you're commenting on someone else's comment who is not talking to you, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> if I wanted to talk to you, I would have made a comment to your direct comment, but I didn't. I've made a general comment in the actual post tagging my friend who I wanted to see the show is like a commercial for it, right? So mind your business. You know what I'm saying? 
don't try to read me, honey. That's not how it's going to go. All right? Because I was raised by the best of them. I might not be I might not be a a, a gay man, but in my soul. <laughs> Maybe I am, bitch. Maybe I am. Okay? So um I mean, I'm I'm who knows? Maybe in a past life I was. Maybe in the past life I was the biggest drag queen. I don't know. Um, but, you know, anyway, Gay Pride is, is this month. And um, I just, I, I get really emotional over my friends that I've lost. And, um, yeah. So, we're not going to get choked up again. God damn it. Okay, so next. Um, this is... Oh, God, there's a lot of fucking heavy shit, man. Uh, okay, Roseanne. <laughs> Roseanne. Mm. Um, I, was a, I was a fan of Roseanne, you know? And there will be people who will say that she's a racist beforehand. Um, I really don't think she was. And I still, I still really don't think she is. I think she plays a character, and I think that um she says shit that is in her brain that she shouldn't say out loud but you know that last thing was pretty bad and um and now I it changes it a lot and that's kind of the bummy thing about about being a fan of someone I mean first of all you shouldn't really be a fan of of too many people just because everybody everybody has their shit nobody's perfect you know don't put people up on pedestals it, it's just that everyone's human and um just like the yin and the yang there's good and there's bad and you can't even really label good or bad just because they're just all parts of being a living human so um <laughs> Do I think that maybe she shouldn't tweet? Yeah, but also I think that our president probably shouldn't tweet either. I also think anyone who's medicated or has been drinking shouldn't tweet. And I think that you all show you all show you all show shouldn't tweet if you're mad or if you're drunk. You know? So, how about this? How about why the fuck is Twitter still around? <laughs> I don't understand Twitter at all. I don't like I have Twitter accounts and I don't pay attention to them because what like it just it's boring to me. It's boring. That's a boring. That's a boring ass medium to me and I don't know why so many celebrities are on it. But, you know, whatever. I guess they have to be. Who knows? But I also think that it gets a lot of them in trouble. So why would you be on it still? That's just my thought. I'm also not a famous celebrity, so I can't really speak on it too much, but um I think that if you tend to pop off or get in trouble for saying shit you shouldn't, maybe you should deactivate your account, you know? And I think uh, at some point, the racism of Roseanne would have come out anyway. Uh, My hope, especially because she had such cool people working on her staff, she had Whitney Cummings, who I think is hilarious and intelligent, and I don't think she's a racist. Um, And um, now I'm thinking of who, who was the producer now that quit and I can't remember her name oh my god uh fuck I can't remember her name but she quit after the the twitter comment um that's why I don't think that Roseanne is actually racist 
but you know, I'm also not Roseanne. And that's the thing about all of this that I'm talking about today is none of us know what's going on with anyone. Even if you sit and talk to that person, you're not in their brain. You're not going to know what's making them stressed. You're not going to know what's making them sad. You're not going to know everything that's going on in their lives unless they share. And even if they share, it's, you know, it's what they want to share. You're not going to know if there's troubles that are still haunting them. You're not going to know if there's debt. You're not going to know if there's drug addiction. You're not going to know if there's, uh, who knows, fertility issues. You're not going to know. And even if there's a documentary, I was watching fucking um, the Whitney Whitney Houston story, which still, still makes me sad. Um, and she has family members who are interviewed and they're like, oh, well, Bobby Brown loved her and she loved Bobby Brown. That's what you saw. No one really knows what went on for her. And I hate when people judge it and I hate when people say things like, oh, well, you know, she had everything, and how would she be miserable? And, you know, unless you're Whitney Houston, you don't get to speak on it. You don't get to say what she should have done or what she shouldn't have done. Like, it is what it is, but that story, to me, when I see it, is the story of the ultimate dick sand, the ultimate, um, you know, getting fucked over by a fuckboy, like Bobby Brown, uh not a fan okay we'll just leave it at that um so that was on recently and then with everything else um that's been going on you know Kate Spade and that sad story that's really unfortunate and you know it it pisses me off when everyone decides that they want to share their two cents about it and think you know they post like R.I.P. Kate Spade and they'll say something like I just don't understand why that would be her method or why she would think that that was okay or why would you decide to quit on your family or why would you... You know what? Shut the fuck up. Unless you're Kate Spade, you don't get to speak on it. And if you are a fan of hers, then just pay tribute and shut the fuck up about what you think she did or how she went about it or what she decided to do. You know, just because she's a a celebrity... That doesn't mean that anyone else's comments or opinions matter. That's her life, not yours. So don't compare your life to someone else's because it's not the same. Your experience is not the same as hers, vice versa. No one can ever relate to what someone else is going through, even if they sat and talked to them about it. Now, of course, are there methods to hopefully not having that be having not having suicide be the way it goes down sure but I don't think that people should be judged either way um so I get really annoyed when I see people post like oh man I love all of my Kate Spade bags she was such an amazing designer I'm so sad that she chose this and she's leaving her kids and you know what, just the the period of that sentence should have been way back. It should have been, I loved my Kate Spade bags. I'm going to miss her intuitive design work, period. That's it. When I was in ninth grade, 
I had three people in my high school class commit suicide. And um, I knew of all of them. Like I'd had conversations with all of them. And one of them in particular, one of their there were two boys and one girl and the girl was beautiful and she was sweet and she was smart and she was talented and we used to go to the same studio and um she was always nice to me of her friends in the popular group in quotes um she was the nicest one and she was nice to everybody and um when she when when that news came out I think she was the first one. I was so sad. And I bawled. um, Because they announced it over the PA. And you just think like, fuck, man. Like, I get that shit's hard. I get it. (laughs) So I feel bad anytime someone takes their life. Because... There's ways to work through it, and I know that that's hard too, but there are ways. So yeah, that was ninth grade, and then we had two more students commit suicide. And I remember they were the other two students were very shy and quiet and kind of kept to themselves, but I liked talking to people in high school, and I, I didn't really see groups Unless there was a group that really just didn't want to talk to me, I tried to talk to everybody. Um, I was a part of the pep club. <laughs> uh, so, and I was in show choir, so I was like, you know, yeah. Um, but they were really nice, and it made me sad. And, um, you know, senior year when we all graduated, they did a tribute to all three of the students. And I just remember thinking, fuck, like, I get it. Ninth grade through high school was a hard time for me just in my life, not even just high school based, but just in my actual life. So um, I understood, but I felt so bad. And I felt like, how, how did I have a resource to feel like I could push through it and they didn't and I know that everyone's um I think that's what made me the most sad was that I didn't really feel like I had resources to push me through but I was dancing so maybe it was that you know and maybe they hadn't found something that that um that kept them wanting to persevere I don't know you know and and like I said no one ever really knows and even if you sat and talked with them you you might only get a glimpse of what was going on with them sure there would be some insight I'm sure that's why therapy is so important therapy is important um (laughs) having good friends is important friends that you know can be people that you lean on when you're not feeling 100%. Um, Of course, it would be great if you have a family that's like that. And if you don't, then that's when friends are really important. Um, It just, 
it made me sad. And when we finished high school, I just remember thinking, damn, like, in retrospect, it seems like such a short, fast time. But when you're in it, it feels like forever. I get that. So my point in this episode is... um, is to just, like, life is so short, you know? It's so short, and we're so busy doing stupid shit. (laughs) Like, we're so busy, like, if you, like, when I think about, I think about my priorities each day, and I think about, you know, what do I need to get done today? What needs to be, what needs to get done now? And every once in a while, you know, there's that voice that's like, okay, well, you have to do this too, and then you have to go, you know what? That's not a priority today, but we're going to get to it, okay? And that's also what, we should be doing with our everyday tasks like even being like what are you giving what are you giving energy to what are you focusing on um getting in debates on facebook not not something that you should be doing now that ended up being that wasn't a debate it ended up being that he just wanted to say he this is probably someone who doesn't have a lot of friends I'm assuming because I looked back on the comments and he's commenting on everyone's comments you know he's one of those people who just feels like he wants to have a discussion which is great discussions are great but it's also great to have discussions with real people I mean not that we're not real but not doing it behind your computer where you can feel like you have more um I don't know power or esteem um we did have one friend in common and it's a friend that I respect a lot so I didn't read him like I truly could have um but I did it in a very tasteful and uh matter of fact way I just basically said look this is not the point the point I'm not trying to argue with anybody here the point is one I was telling my friend about a show that I'm really excited about and that we should just be happy that there's exposure because now people can get educated. And that's great. It's just like with anything else, race, uh, whether it's sexuality, the Me Too movement, whatever. There's a conversation happening about it. It doesn't need to be another war. You can have a discussion without it being dramatic and what have you right but all of the like everybody's so mad or fired up about something on social media and that's not where the the focus should be the focus should be on how to how to accept each other and how to love each other and how it's okay for this and you don't do this but that doesn't mean that this person can't and you know like I just wish that people would stay in their lane more Like, stay in your motherfucking lane. You know? Not everybody needs to hear all of your thoughts on everything. And if you want to share them, great. But do so in a way where you're educating or helping or making it better. Not just by being an asshole on the internet. So anyways, I digress again. But um, I remember being really sad when Kurt Cobain committed suicide. I remember bawling. Because I get it. I get being weird. I get feeling like you're not really a part of something or not understanding where you fit in. Maybe not having the best childhood. Maybe not feeling like you have support. Maybe feeling like, 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 
what is your purpose? I get all of that. I think if you talk to anyone, everyone gets that. There, I, I really don't think there's anyone that... There, I mean, there's probably a few, because there's always a few of whatever, but I feel like majority of the world feels that way. Like Everybody can relate and understand. We just maybe don't share with each other, or we're too prideful to admit that there's times where, you know, I don't feel like I belong, or I feel sad, or I'm depressed, or I need therapy, or I need to talk to someone, or I need help. Like, those are all things that, for some weird reason, are frowned upon. Um, and then today, waking up to the news of Anthony Bourdain, that knocks me over. Because that's someone who I think is extremely intelligent and resilient and flipped his whole world around just by being strong. And it just became too much. And I don't know his situation. I don't know what, you know... But I do hate hearing people write, like, why didn't you think about your kids first? Or, you know, what... Yeah, you know, it sucks. That whole thing fucking sucks. I'm not gonna lie. That fucking sucks. I I am not a child of a parent who has committed them committed suicide, so I can't speak on what that r- feels like growing up. I'm sure it sucks. I'm sure it does. I just, I don't, just, I don't like when people say things like, well, you know, that was not the choice, man, or now you're, when religion gets involved with it too, I'm like, no, I can't. And I remember being in Catholic school, and I was always the kid that would raise my hand and say like, well, (laughs) and I would always get in trouble because I would always bring up the opposite. Um, so, you know, they would say, like, if someone commits suicide in, in Catholicism, it's like, you don't get to be, you don't get to have a funeral on, like, at the church that you usually go to. You don't get to be buried there because that's a sin and da da da. And I remember asking, like, why? Why? Like, wouldn't we, wouldn't we want to love this person still even after? Because obviously they didn't feel it while they were here. And so even afterwards, we're still going to shit on them? Like, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, that's why I got in trouble a lot in Catholic school, because I would always bring up um, other topics. So there's that. So, uh, yeah, I I apologize for the heaviness of this. I, I really, I was trying to make it lighter. I wanted to, but you know what? Sometimes things aren't light all the time. Like, Real life is real life, and issues that are serious are serious. Um, I do want to share some info because I think it's important. Um, The National Suicide Hotline, if anyone ever needs it, and just write it down even, or share it, have it, give it to someone who who maybe sounds like they might need it. It's 1-800-273-TALK, T-A-L-K. 1-800-273-TALK. And um, you can be anonymous. You don't have to say who you are or where you live or, you know. 
Um, there's also a crisis line in Spanish, in Espanol. It's 1-888-628-9454. Uh, if you're looking for online, there's the International Association for Suicide Prevention. That's IASP.info. And then there's also befrienders.org, B-E-F-R-I-E-N-D-E-R-S dot O-R-G. You can volunteer there as well, and I think I'm going to look into that because um, this has just always been a, a big, a big kind of heart tug for me. Um, it's why I wanted to go into psychology I wanted to help people so that they didn't feel like they had only the re- the resource of um or the the final resort of taking their their own lives um so I didn't finish as a therapist I did end up changing my major but um I still feel like in my work I try to help people in that way and I wanted to share this information so that anyone who needed it could call or check out those websites. Um, I also want to shout out the Osafem, who I shouted out last episode to uh, on Instagram. She's at D-I-O-S-A-F-E-M-M-E. She's one of the um, podcasters of La Catora Radio. And I met her... A couple of weeks ago at that event that I performed at for La Junta and um, she had posted some really great resources on her Insta story and on her page but I think on her Insta story on her highlights you can check it out. Um, she had recommended something called the Shine app which I actually checked out and is really cute. It's a really cute app and you can pay more to get more um, more components in the actual app, but every day it sends you uh, just kind of a positivity message and there's recorded meditations and just depending on what you're needing, if you're wanting um, some inspiration or maybe you're burnt out or you're just needing to hear something positive, um, you can check in with that app and uh, it's it's a super cute, super cute app and I really like it. It's called Shine, S-H-I-N-E. Um, she also posted about a couple of apps that I have not used yet, so I'm not really familiar with them, but you can check them out. Wysa, W-Y-S-A, and then Booster Buddy, B-O-O-S-T-E-R, Buddy, B-U-D-D-Y. Um, and it sounds kind of like it might be alternatives to therapy if you maybe don't have the money for it. Um, maybe starting off with those apps can help right now if you're need like if it's urgent and you're needing it right now what I would do I would take those numbers down I would call and talk to someone I would download those apps um I would talk to your family and friends if you have that strong connection and if you don't uh then I would go to find resources for therapy there's sliding scale where you can pay what you can if you go if you Google sliding scale therapists, you'll find people in your area that provide that service. And again, it depends. Therapy can be expensive, but um, 
if you have health insurance through your work, I believe that can sometimes be a part of it. I'm not really sure. You'd have to check with your particular company. But there are sliding scale places. And you just really have to find the therapist that connects with you. And um, I think the the negative connotation with therapy is slowly going away. Um, I started to go to therapy years ago when I was going through a really huge transition in my life and I just could not figure out what the fuck was going on. And that's okay, you know? It's okay to not know what the fuck is happening. But it's not okay to take it out on people because you're not figuring out how to deal with it and it's not okay to um, to just decide that you're not going to work on yourself. You have to you have to figure out what is going on within you. And that's a lot of work and it's a lot of putting the ego aside and it's a lot of um, just being vulnerable and opening up. And I'm telling you, it is an amazing feeling. Um, I, I remember when I told my mom that I was going to go start going, she, w- she was not having it not support it at all she thought that it was an embarrassment and she said I can't believe you're gonna go and tell people about what's going on in your life you can just tell me (laughs) and I'm laughing because um because she said that but she would be the most judgmental person so why would I why would I share any of that with her I love you mom but no that's not happening so um (laughs) so if you have a parent or anyone in your life who sh- who like makes you feel shitty about going to therapy, don't tell them about it. Don't tell them that you're going. Just go. Just find a way to go. And you don't have to tell anybody that you go. I mean, not that there's... Like, if, if anyone thinks that you're, like, a piece of shit because you go to therapy, fuck them. You know? They probably are the people that don't want to go and do the work. They're probably not the people who make fucking lists of things that they need to work on or or get through they're not the people who are listening to podcasts to make themselves better they're not the people who are supportive of those who are having a hard time you know what I mean so if you need that help get that help who cares what anyone thinks about it who cares um because you essentially making yourself better is what's important and will help you when things are really just feeling like the biggest shitstorm. And, you know, I don't know everybody's lives. And we honestly really don't know anybody's lives. Um, so we can't judge anybody on, on what their lives are. But I'll tell you one thing. It's not okay to go and shoot up your school. And it's not okay to murder people because you didn't do the work on yourself and why you're sad or why you're depressed or why you feel like you need help. Like that needs to be something that we all need to be strong enough to find for ourselves. And if it's in an app, great. If it's in sliding scale therapy, great. If you have a friend who is willing to be the shoulder that you can lean on for a little bit, great. But essentially the work needs to be done inside, you know? So um, I'm hoping that that this podcast episode helps someone or at least you can forward the information to someone who you think might need it. 
Um, I'm not going to apologize for being emotional. That shit just kind of came out and was real. And, um, you know, that's what happens when, when you share. And thank you guys for being um, listeners to this podcast. Thank you guys for sharing that you appreciate what I'm sharing here because it's not always easy and I don't go into really deep specifics with you guys too much about myself but when I do share um, I appreciate that you are receptive to it and um, and listen so thank you for that Uh, again if you guys can go and rate and review that's what keeps this podcast like discoverable (laughs) to other people who don't know about it. Um, You can even shout it out, whatever you want that feels like you're kind of giving me a tip in my tip jar. I would appreciate that for um, doing these weekly shows for free. (laughs) And I hope that they're helping. Um, You know, again, let me know if there's anything that you want to hear about topics wise or you need help with what have you you can email me at bosslady at chocolumpia.com thank you guys so much and i will talk to you soon just love each other bye